Hi everybody, and welcome to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm John Yamasato, your host. Joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro Hi. and Devin Nakoba. How's it? Before we begin, let me remind our listeners of all the ways they can stay in touch with the podcast. There's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. Go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to listen to the podcast. And finally, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com. If you would like to help the show get more music on the channel, go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and donate. There you'll get more involved with the show. We are releasing, uh, there's a new group that we just started releasing this week called Wavy. They're like a reggae rap kind of, reggae R&B, I guess you mm. could say, group. And uh, so we'll be releasing a Patreons-only video ah. coming out this uh, this week. So How do you guys find all your talent for sh- shoots and stuff? Uh at this point most of the time they find him yeah they can't they, they reach him. out to us and oh then, yeah. Then boom. yeah put us on please <laughs> yeah but um uh, i mean there's definitely people like craig and sarah that we we'd like to have back on the show that will reach out to you here and there but for the most part it's people that that ask because mm. then also too like a lot of them are thinking about oh i'm i have something maybe that i want to promote coming up so i want right. to do it and so they they think Th- those are the people who think ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Smart. Yeah. yeah. Smart. <laughs> so there's not that many then. Not that many, no. Because yeah. they're all artists. But like, artists th- don't think like, about shit like that. There, there's, there's certain artists that are, they're on it, man. Yeah. They, they know like, okay, I have something coming out next year, so I'm going to get this set up because, right? right? So, okay, I have a question. Oh, boy. Sorry. Uh, here we go. If, <laughs> if a band calls you and yeah. you don't know who they are and I say, hey, can you record us? And they suck. Yeah. <laughs> did they make did they make air? Uh Gotta because they're gonna ask. Yeah, right. John, when do we play? Well when do we come out on the so, channel? So um that's why I don't book the bands anymore. <laughs> 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 we have a we have another person that, that books the bands. Uh-huh. So he's not in the music business, so he has a little bit of an easier time saying to people that, Oh, we're we're booked out right now or, or you know whatever oh so you guys do your like due diligence and research oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah we have to yeah because yeah. there's more people asking than we can possibly film we mm-hmm. only film not even i, mean, I think Once we do like month? uh this every other month so we only do oh. like 12 shoots a a year you know yeah. so it's you know <laughs> yeah, so people are gonna just, hear the word no a lot yeah i mean i'd love to <laughs> but shoot on everybody the plus side, yeah, yeah. if you you might be really good and they still can't get to you that's and true. then you might suck and they don't get to you. <laughs> yeah. You really don't know yeah. which yeah. one it is. Yeah, there, yeah. So just assume that you are all awesome. Well, well, and then I, I, there's some people that I would like to have on the, the show, but we have a list of people that we're trying to get to, so right. I can't get my people on the show. And then there's mm-hmm. other people that want to get people on the show. You know, every- and here we are talking on our ass on a pod mm-hmm. every week. Huh? Yep. Look at that. And then we have y- you two guys. Exactly. Exactly. And our special yeah. guests. That's right. Okay. So before we get to them, hold on. Is uh want to thank Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects. You can call Kevin Yokomura 808-722-8685 for a free estimate on any landscaping needs that you have, or go to kupukupulandscaping.com. Kev, you gotta come look my house. I'm just saying. He will. He'll come out. Uh Fort Ruger Market. Uh I've had to be delicious again today. Yep. For Ruger, you gotta come to my house, bring me food. <laughs> and you can <laughs> find Devin even. at Kumu at 94.7. You can find Kyle at highlifeclothing.com. It's Christmas time. Perfect yeah. gift would be a High Life t shirt or a hoodie or yeah. a cat or sticker. Or a high or session a shirt, sticker. actually, because we have those. Well, now. we don't have those yet. Oh, I'm, the, we I'm, those. Ho- I'm holding it up. We need for John. <laughs> what? Yeah, what I got, happened? I have to take the photos so we have promo photos for the Bruh. shirt. Dude, it's been busy, man. I, <laughs> We will have it up, hopefully by Christmas. <laughs> well, do we have a um a like thing to show them what the new design? We don't is have a be? new design yet. What? Well, for for Bro, you guys are slacking all the way I around, know, man. I know. Yeah, so we we will be coming up. So before the last podcast, <laughs> we just take a picture of that for twenty twenty four, and then just send yeah, it. yeah. No, Kyle and I will come up with something. Hold we on. will. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, like to introduce our special guest today, Craig and Sarah Woo. Chi. Yay! Hello. I was trying to figure out a way to introduce you guys. Like what? And I, I thought of ukulele ambassadors. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't only play the ukulele, but you teach ukulele, you promote the ukulele, you've done a lot for the ukulele. So that's kind of how I, I look at you two. 
I, I don't know if that's yeah. accurate or inaccurate or what, but um, <laughs> anyway, that's how that's how he's I, mulling it around right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. ah. No, yeah. I think that's actually that's fair. That's fair. That fair. Is uh, fair. <clears throat> Before we even like start, I, I want to first just set the tone a little bit because oh, Ooh. because um, so we we we, you know, we were doing our music. Uh, uh, we started really playing together as a duo for the first time back in 2013, 14, maybe. Yeah. And we were lucky enough to be featured on High Sessions, April 2015. Yep. And it completely changed our uh, kind of thoughts on how we can do more. Um, mm -hmm. Because what you guys provided was an opportunity to showcase, uh, you know, for me, especially the ukulele players. It's, it's, back then, there was, there was nothing. There was just kind of camcordery stuff, but nothing... Mm -hmm. To the quality that you guys are pushing, produced, both, both yeah. audio yeah. and and the video, and I, I already had a background in multimedia design, and I was, I was starting to push out in that way. Well, I, but did, I didn't know that. Yeah, so being able to see that in person and and again be featured, and and it really made us think about what we wanted to do more with the ukulele with the instrument, and so from there it inspired not only our own events, um, but high sessions inspired directly our backyard concert series. Um, yep. when, since we moved back home. Um, as well as um, some of the big live stream events like what you guys did for Maui when the first ones actually put something together for Maui which was fantastic um, plenty of info I know you <laughs> did a lot of work I just showed up and stayed there for like nine hours because <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Katakis um, reached out to us the day after the fires yeah and wanted to do something with us and we were already doing a bunch of live streaming by then but you know so, well you know We'll, we'll think about it because at first we were nervous that like this is way beyond what we're typically well we had actually to agreed to not do anything because <laughs> we were like this is bigger than us yeah. um i just uh, let's leave it to the professionals you know yeah. and so then andrew called us and it was like okay i guess yeah. i guess we're gonna do something <laughs> and, let's and figure again, out what we're gonna do seeing what you guys were able to do yeah it was so reassuring that we were on the right path and yeah. so again we had a you know six and a half hour long live stream concert mm -hmm. With that, plus the auction with uh, with the ukulele site, we were able to raise over one hundred seventy-five thousand dollars wow, from Maui. Wow, that's yeah. awesome! One hundred thirty-five thousand went to a little over one hundred thirty-five thousand went to Maui Food Bank, and then forty thousand went to uh, the Council for Native Hawaiian Advancements uh, Kakoo Fund, Maui mm. Fund. Oh. And this yeah, was yeah, yeah. strictly ukulele. ukulele All concert. ukulele only. We had over seventy performers that were live and featured over uh, around the world, and mm. it was the ukulele community that brought I, that together so yeah. it was just amazing so again your web that you guys you know have touched from all the work that you've done even from 2015 and beyond it is amazing to to share with you guys for the first time in person like this that it, it really does reach so many more people than you think than you realize so and I, inspires I, I can't thank you guys enough for that everything that you're doing even now i mean again even having the podcast to feature people mm -hmm. is, is incredible i mean it really really is and and we take it for granted it's hard because you're talking to a, a camera right and you don't <laughs> get that kind of uh feedback but again everything everything uh, well and i just want to also add as an ukulele player who is from the mainland right being on high sessions for me was like oh my gosh i've made it like that it was one of those feelings right it's so like, did you watch wow. before all the yeah Oh, wow. Yeah, because I mean, it's a it was it was inspiring to see all of these amazing artists, yeah. and the the footage and the quality. You could actually really see what they were doing, mm -hmm. and it just it sounded and looked amazing. And then to be able to go with Craig, it was just like really, <gasps> wow! Like it was just you know, especially being from the mainland, like it was a yeah. it was a real so, big deal to me. So let let's start there because uh, so Craig is a, a local boy. Yes. And who moved to the mainland and then met you up there. Yeah. So so let's get some history of how Thank that, you, that John. All, all came <laughs> to be. Good man. So I graduated in 99. Yes. From uh, Puno. Uh, played cello most of my life. That was my instrument that I was supposed to be really good at. Mm -hmm. And I got into the University of Oregon. I was like, oh, man, I am not going to be the cool kid with a cello at the parties. So I got to find something smaller, more social. And I was like, oh, I should... I should pick up the ukulele and we had ah, yeah. call critter boys you know pure heart that were just inspiring so many of the younger generations as this cool instrument all right. of a sudden right? oh by the way sorry aside how's your ducks huh 
Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that being able to see a uh, uh, not to say it wasn't exciting at the little uh, stadium, mm, but yeah. oh my god, at Austin for the first time, just surrounded right. by that energy was yeah. that was that was a life changing moment for sure. Just to be part of, oh, just to say I went so to school cool. there. Sorry, I didn't mean to side that. <laughs> She's kicking everybody's ass, and I'm like, okay, we got to give them the moment to do that. So, oh, no, ducks are been... doing well. Oh yeah, okay, they're doing very well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so and. Um, I was lucky enough that uh, you know I was jumped into the the Hawaii Club band there and, and learned a lot. And Eugene, Oregon, had this huge ukulele community. They do. And I actually yeah. met John yeah. on tour there um, with um, right. Stephen, I think, for the first time, and that then with John. Herb, yeah, a second this time. John. That John. And even oh. back then, we were geeking about about Canon cameras and and like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was amazing. It is, and it is no joke how badly these two geek out on stuff. Yes, hun- yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Wow. Yes. And you know, again, it was it was just you know meant to be. Um, being in a location like that, mm-hmm. so far away from home, but feeling more connected to the ukulele ever in my life. You know, it was. Yeah. There was mm, one of the things that you'll notice on the mainland and, and even international, the ukulele groups and clubs. There's there's so much. There's so much energy. There's so much more of a community. Um, here, I feel like there's there's pockets of incredible music, but unless you're kind of connected or related, you know, it's it's you don't just show up and, and start playing with people. But on the mainland, it's, it's just oh come come put, come just who cares if you're making mistakes? Just come enjoy this. It, mm. it feels like a cult. <laughs> it does. Oh, no. So so sorry to, to, sorry to jump in on your story. So I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Never heard ukulele, never heard Hawaiian music, right? And so I think the closest thing I ever heard was like our, our crumb and his cheap suit serenaders. Nowhere close, but <laughs> um, they played ukulele and banjo ukulele. But um, moved to California and I, and I moved there sight unseen and it was San Diego, California. And honestly moving from, at the time I was going to college in North Carolina, and moving to San Diego, it was so brown. There was no seasons. And yeah. I got really depressed. I knew no one. And it yeah. was just, and what I was doing for the li- a living at, a t- at that time was um, making costumes. And so costume shops are pretty small. And I've, I was working at um, the University of California, San Diego, and the La Jolla Playhouse. And so I was there, you know, making costumes, which was fun. But I think there's like four of us in the costume shop. <laughs> and I used to have a pretty wide social network. And so, you know, it was, I was having a really tough time. And then living there, I think two years, all of a sudden, my friend Lissa was like, hey, I was returning a movie at Blockbuster. Kind of tells you how long ago that was. <laughs> and I walked by this pizza place and there was, it was filled with all of this, with all these ukulele players and there was hula. And I was like, what? We have to go. <laughs> and they, every week, this ukulele group would get together. It was 40 or more players. Wow. And yeah, it was, and they ha- would have hula class like the hour before. And so then whatever songs they had practiced, the band would play. And I guess I had like a look on my face or something. I grew up playing violin, but I quit playing music so I could pursue theater as my career. And so I quit Which playing. Which is great, by the way. Thank you. As theater people. Ah, yes. So, so I, um, yeah, so I so six years, no music in my life, pretty much. And so then to go into this place where it was just like beautiful music that I had never heard before, and it the the environment was so inviting. And people, I, I must have had a look on my face because everybody was trying to put an instrument in my hands. Try, try, <laughs> you should try, you should try. And sure enough, like the next week at the community college down the road, they had group ukulele lessons led by the gentleman who was running that group. And so I was like, oh, I'll try, why not? And then ever since then, 2006, I've played and I I never would have thought uh, that I would have gotten back into music yeah. when I did. And because I, I quit playing music because I was like, oh, there's no way I can make a living doing that. Mm. No, well, at least not with violin. Classical violin's pretty cutthroat, but you know. That's- I never. That just sounds so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Classical violin is really cutthroat. 
I'm like, oh yeah, not a lot oh, of not I a lot of orchestra seats available. <laughs> well, exactly. I didn't realize that until we were talking with my my friend Milo, who's a, a bassist, and he's like, oh, yeah. competition for those seats in those orchestras. Oh. Yeah, oh, you know? I thought you meant like there's little gangs oh. like, <laughs> yeah. running around. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the viola guy is getting together with the violin yeah. people. You gotta watch out. Gotta you know? watch out for those yeah. bows. <laughs> but at, sure. at that point, you know, I got I got. Yeah. Into like the the ukulele circuit. There's a festival circuit, especially big in the Northwest. Yeah. And I realized that people want to learn, and people, and that was a big part of these festivals. It wasn't just yeah. uh, watching, right? It was it was actually people bringing their ukulele to learn at workshops and all that. So I started taking notes after every event that I've been to. You know, oh, this group, this is where they're at level wise, and these are the things that people are interested in learning. Mm-hmm. So I started really focusing on the instructional side. And then, um, uh, long story short, Sarah and I started getting hired to a, a lot, a lot of, of events, events together, uh, and that included Australia and the UK. And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, let's maybe collaborate a little bit since we're going to be at these events throughout the year. And you know, we worked together for a year, and you know, it was great. You know, we were, mm-hmm. we, were we were laughing like, oh, this is so great that we're not like. You know, into, into each you. other it's because so, yeah. we have a great working relationship. <laughs> and look at those yeah. idiots over there. They're dating. They're all messed, they're, they're gonna yeah. be all messed up. And then, lo and behold, you know, she just wouldn't leave me alone. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yep. <laughs> Saw yeah. that coming. Everyone out there believes that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But it was amazing. And, and I think part of it was a theater background because we loved doing the work. We loved thinking oh. ahead and, and planning and realizing, like, every event that we went to, I... I'm always curious. I like. I want to lo- learn how that event was funded. You know, how how does it survive? How does mm. how does it sustain itself? Um, so that led us to creating our own events. Um, from we did like six ukulele cruises. We've done retreats in Berlin and the UK, uh, the UK, and on the mainland. And this year, um, yeah, with this year was our was it. No, next year is going to be our third annual. We, for Hawaii. For Hawaii. Yeah, yeah we, we heard from Brian about those crazy retreats oh. that go on. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and the, it's interesting because so for myself coming from Sorry, that, no, you're like off. I'm off. But you were. He turned off your microphone. I don't know why I did that. Uh oh. <laughs> say that again. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. So dumb. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but coming from a theater background, so. I had to, because my degree's in costume technology, basically pattern maker, right? So I have to think, I have a very um, detail-oriented and like, I can kind of, I like having a system of this is how things go together, right? So I know exactly every single step it takes to create any kind of garment, right? And I kind of take that with my teaching with ukulele, where I can think of every single step you need in order to get to a certain place in your playing, right? And so I took that with my teaching so that Mm -hmm. I can break things down and remember what it's like to not know anything. Because that, I think, is really key in teaching Mm -hmm. is... It's really easy to know all this stuff and be able to talk, you know, about, you know, the diatonic blah, blah, blah. Like, you can do all of that, right? Mm -hmm. But um, trying to remember what it was like to be a beginner, remember the first Mm -hmm. time that you were learning that information and being able to convey that to somebody to allow them to understand it. And so I feel like because of the background I have... That's what's really helped my teaching a lot in being able to take a step back. Okay, so Sarah, being from the mainland and learning ukulele, what was the first song you'd learned and played? (laughs) The very, very first one was You Are My Sunshine. Super Hmm. easy song. Okay. After that, Tiny Bubbles. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So you, you knew the ukulele could be used as something other than just a Hawaiian instrument playing Hawaiian yes. music. Yeah, right? so so the person who taught me, his name was Frank Leong, mm-hmm. and he's actually from Hawaii. And uh, he taught a lot of Hawaiian songs, but his passion was actually uh, jazz. And that's also happened to be something that I had always wanted to play, but mm-hmm. thought I didn't have the capabilities to mm-hmm. play. And so... My my lessons with him, because eventually I convinced him to do private lessons. He refused for a long time. And finally, I got him to give me private lessons. And the lessons were him saying, okay, play this. And he'd play. Okay, now you play. Uh-huh. <sighs> okay. And then I'd play. No, 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 that's not it. Do it again. It's like this. 
okay, now you do it. And it was like two hours of that. Nothing was written yeah. down. And he it's never from Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no. Herb teaches too. Huh? Yeah, but nothing written down yeah. and no time yeah. to let me write anything down. Yeah. And yeah. at the yeah. time, I didn't even have a recording yeah. device, so it was just like, okay, let's just do Put it. it. And it head. was all it was all standards. Like Lulu's back in town was one of the first standards I learned. Mm. So and B flat of all keys, and it's mm. like, so that was how I was taught. Mm. And he didn't know any of the theory or anything. Mm -hmm. So eventually I had to go on my own to kind of figure that stuff out. But um, yeah, it was, even though I didn't grow up here, I feel like I was taught in a way that a lot of people here are taught. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. And yeah. it was definitely like, as Brian would say, ready, fire, aim. And yeah. I think that that actually is really important. Even though Craig and I do teach where you can have materials from us and stuff, we it's funny because our online school, we have a mix because it's a mainland company that uh, runs it, ArtistWorks. But we have some lessons where we're like, no, you don't get the tab for this. <laughs> you need to watch mm -hmm. and, like, and see because we're focusing on patterns. It's like, notice we're doing this. Notice we're doing this. You, it, it's going to help you memorize it, and it's going to train your ear so that you're not looking at a piece of paper. So memorize it. <clears throat> there is a universal way of learning the ukulele to play a certain way, or does Hawaii have a different way of playing that instrument as opposed to somewhere else in the world? Hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. short answer. No, I mean, is I mean, yes. I mean, because I mean, there's so many, so many legends here that play differently right so they have right. their own style they have their own way of, of teaching as well so i mean yes and no that there is something to be said about like for me the golden age hawaiian has that that jazz influence yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And you can it, it but in compared to some of the more contemporary stuff nowadays it, it's very different yeah you know? and so it, it, it's hard to to think of the different styles and influences without thinking of that kind of generation as well so um We'll probably get to it later, but one of the the goals for our, our future projects with our nonprofit um, is to create a ukulele cultural exchange program. Yeah. Because as as you know, especially in today, the ukulele has become so popular that you have kids now growing up in Japan who are starting to play ukulele, but there's no connection to the Hawaii side. It's just an instrument, which in some ways is great. In some yeah. ways, it's missing yeah, a yeah. lot of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. As we got a chance to like explore the UK and, and other countries, like the UK, their influences are Formby um, and Smek, you know, mm -hmm. a, a lot of that kind of style. Completely different way of playing it and What's, approaching who's the Formby instrument. And oh, George, George Formby. Formby. Mm. So he's popular. He was very popular in like the 30s and 40s. And he was like a rock star. Yeah. And he did, he performed for the Queen. But he wrote a lot of like kind of dirty songs <laughs> it's it's the tongue-in-cheek kind yeah. of songs one of his most famous ones is when i'm cleaning windows and it's all with all the things that he sees when he's <laughs> and um but he did he played a lot uh he played soprano ukulele mostly but he also played banjo ukulele wow and he had a very specific strumming style yeah. mm -hmm. and totally not related to hawaii at all and so yeah. it's fascinating when you go to places like that where like that was their rock star and totally not it's it's their own island's interpretation of the instrument it's and disconnected from Hawaii right mm. so, so we want to take someone like that never left the island that, that's a rock star in the ukulele put them in a situation like that and, and share and, yeah. and, and expose them again the, a lot of people don't realize how big the ukulele really is around the world we take it for granted it's something that we grew up with it's something that we had in the closet or, or yeah. and yeah. It, it's such an important piece right now around the world, especially during the pandemic. And that, that's one of our goals is to showcase that. And that's what we've been trying to do with some of our other projects. But um, the, the culture exchange program is definitely something that and we're... I know for myself, especially not being from here, hmm. uh, one thing that is very important to me is now living here is ensuring that... I think it's important for people who play the ukulele, even if they're not going to play Hawaiian music, they should they should still know the roots of the mm -hmm. instrument, the history of the instrument, and this place. Because without those things, they wouldn't have that instrument. You guys must know Sean, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, we, we saw him yesterday. Oh okay. <laughs> he's like he's like Mr. History. So we yeah. just had a meeting with him and um, 
Adam from the Hawaii State Archives because they have some huge projects coming up. And yeah. they asked us for some help on, on spreading the word and, and putting together ways oh, cool. to document. They've got that. some cool stuff coming up. Yeah, I don't so... think we're I don't think we can really talk about it yet. Oh, yeah, hey, but... you <laughs> got cool stuff happening. Okay, moving on. Anyway, we're, uh, I do, well, let's yeah. just say that the the Hawaii State Archives is on, is embarking on a huge project, trying to um, obtain ukuleles from all time periods mm. and trying to and but g- getting them to a point where anyone can come in and see them well sean is the right guy to talk to today. right yeah. and so he's helping with the acquisition of all i can of just imagine sean i don't know how he got involved with this uh entity yeah but it's a, it's like it's like if i i was like oh i i like really like collecting baseball cards and there was an entity that was like hey you know what let's go buy baseball cards from like every every decade of the i'd be like mm-hmm. Not only what? that, the cost involved yeah. in one yeah. of those ooks, like yeah. yeah, we got to hold one of the oh, first God. ooks. That was spooky. Those, yeah, that was scary. He was oh, like, I mean, sitting here yeah. on his table, and we're like, yeah, yeah. Isn't it allowed? Is it allowed outdoors? Yeah, like, like, like it should be in a glass case. Like, no, 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 yeah. No, no, no. But yeah, the I think the uh, the overarching thing that Sean was talking about was that the instrument itself is meant to be played. All yes. instruments yeah. are meant to be played. Yes. So the the sooner you get them in somebody's hand and they make m- music with it or yeah. sound with it, uh, the, the better the thing sounds, which is great. Yeah. So that, that's really cool. Um, my question was, when when did you folks decide you wanted to come home? And I'm saying you come home because it's pretty much like you've been from here now. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like I actually call it coming home. Even yeah. though I didn't grow up here, yeah. I still say, oh, yeah, yeah. well, we moved home. Yeah. Because our roots, especially, I mean, like 99% of your family lives here, in, in Honolulu specifically. Mm. So, um, and because of the friendships that we forged over the years with the different musicians here that we already knew before moving home, it it feels like home. And I'm very, very grateful because I know not everybody who comes from another place to here um, gets to really have that feeling. But I'm very, very grateful. Yeah. But because of that, I'm also extra conscious of making sure that when we do leave and we do go out, that I represent this place well because mm-hmm. it's very important to me. Um, you know, that's also why I work, I work very hard on like, pronunciation and you know making sure like when i sit with brian or halihaku it's like i try to sit in and play music with them i want to learn i want to make sure that i do things pono that's mm. very important mm. to me but especially that's, and that's yeah. why you get that kind of entree to that stuff so yeah. that's great that's awesome that, very that's all people uh, ask for but yeah what was yeah. the impetus to make you come well, home so i mean 2020 yes yeah, oh. january 6 2020 our son was born yes okay um Oh. And yes. Yeah, and, and and then March everything shut down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so the crazy thing is in 2018 mm-hmm. we were th- we were, we, were, we were traveling like 7 8 months out of the year. Yeah. And that's how much travel we were doing. It was, a it, lot. was it was insane. <laughs> like we, we hit like diamond on De- Delta for like 3, three years, years straight. Three years straight. Wow. Which was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. <laughs> we got some great She's perks. excited and he's going, well, "Oh my god." Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think well, we'll ever do it again. Well, yeah. they, used to, they, they used to like pick us up in a in Porsche, the Porsche off the plane and what? drive us to the other tarmac for the next plane for in LA like to yeah. connect to flight. Wow. It, it was crazy. You know, I, I tell everybody. <laughs> people thought you guys were rock stars. Right, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Look just, how small the guitar is. I know. I'm just like, we just play ukulele. <clears throat> like, it's, but. Um, but so, you know, so we said, we said to ourselves, if we're going to try to start a family, yeah, we're going to pretend like everything goes to plan. And in 2020, if, if he's born during that time, we're going to not book any gigs for that year. So we had no gigs booked in 2020 because we found out I was wow. pregnant in January. No, sorry, uh, February of 2019, I think. Wow. Something like that. Something. Unfortunately, <laughs> perfect timing, though, in 2020 to not Honestly, book anything, yeah. right? So we had nothing booked. Mm, we were going to be home. That was when we started doing the live streams. And we did, like, these little mini 2018 fests. was in the live streams. Um, but the, the mini fests were in 2020. Oh, yeah. And that was when... Um, the mind love between the two of you is really weird, by the way. I just want you to oh. know. There's the three married guys. Like, I don't do any of that stuff with my wife. No. So this is weird. For us, I'm like... Broad or just sort of like answering each other. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, like the correction is so nice. It's very gentle. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. well, no, actually, I think it's just, like we don't Devin's, get any of that. Devin's just house. used to eye rolls. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Know, we get right? eye rolls. Yeah. And we get, well, yeah. Imagine, imagine, Craig and I have been together twenty four seven since two thousand thirteen. 
no, 2014. Wow. 24-7 because we work together. We travel, right? So then 2020 happens when you're locked at home. All these friends of ours are like breaking up or getting divorces. I'm like, that's just just the day in our life. (laughs) (laughs) Except now we have a baby, right? See, but during that time, like like, uh, I think it was Lil Rev, he made a Facebook post saying like, I just saw my entire calendar disappear disappear yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? and so we're drinking coffee like oh we gotta do we gotta something. do something <laughs> so that was when we did our first big live stream like i think that one was like nine hours no that one was uh that one that one was only seven and a half <laughs> or eight <laughs> the next one we did was longer which was insane but we had like thirty thousand people watching with us everyone was, and stuck at home. Was, everyone was at home uh, yeah. and but we, we that was the first time we were able to bring in people we use skype um mm. and use oh, wow. that in, i mean it was it was awesome so Wait, we had like guest speakers and we weren't even using and ecamm what were we using that obs obs yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. but <laughs> but yeah so i mean we, so but we were able to start raising money for our, our, friends, our friends that lost everything yeah mm. so i think during the three sessions that we had over fifty thousand dollars went to artists uh, yeah. so already we're starting that that early and so that came again it just everything has been rolling forward from yeah. that but in the middle of the year <clears throat> we realized you know what does it make sense to stay up here? I eventually wanted to go back to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Back to Hawaii. You guys are already in so, San Diego. Yeah, we're in San Diego. San Diego. Okay. So, to add to that, actually, Craig blames it on me because <laughs> I said to him, why are we even here? The whole reason that we live on the mainland is because it's easier to tour and it's mm-hmm. cheaper for people mm-hmm. to get us. I saw the writing on the wall. I was like, this is not going to be over in two weeks or a month. <laughs> like, this is this is a long-haul mm-hmm. problem. So, you know, we have this newborn. Like, mm-hmm. we, have, we can't have any help because we're still, like, wiping our groceries because nobody knows <laughs> yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, you just you don't trust anything. Yeah. It's like, why are we here? Why don't – we were going to move, <clears> I think, <throat> when he was around three, this age. And we're like, let's just go. And little did I know me saying that would lead to us moving, what, like five months later? Craig was like, okay, you want to move? We're moving now. And I'm like, wait, what? Can can, can we wait till next year? It's kind of scary. So we moved September 15th, 2020. That was our nonstop flight or our non-round trip flight, one-way ticket. And we just, we packed all of our stuff on a container and we did the move. It was scary. Wow. Yeah. It was, we were all masked up with our little, what, well, how old was he? Like eight months old or something. And at this point, you guys were living in Oregon or San Diego, San Diego, San Diego California. Okay, okay. I convinced we, him to move yeah, down. Yeah, I lost the battle between Eugene and San Diego. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. I convinced him to move down uh, okay. in 2014 okay. was when I got him to move out, move from mm-hmm. uh, Eugene. And then so we, you guys were working together, but you were in separate areas. Yes. Yeah. And then you'd get together to do yeah. these tours. Yes. And then all of a sudden you went, hey, I think we're in love. Yeah. And then, and then it was, okay, who's moving to who? Yeah. Exactly. And, 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 and Craig and lost. Were, yeah. yeah. And you were, you were a smart man. I was yes. in the middle of an yeah. ice yeah. storm in, in Oregon at the yeah, time. Yeah, he was like, yeah, I'm moving. Uh, <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> yeah. But don't you, guys, don't you guys think that the pandemic, the lockdowns, and all this viral um, concerts that you could watch online every day exposed everybody to more music? Yes. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, every day I would turn on... Oh, okay. Let's pick that up. Yeah, think about it. Let's pick Herb on. Yeah. Hi, Herbie. Okay. Herb, I'm going to put you on speaker. Hey, Herb. Herb, you're on High Sessions podcast. It's 1.40 on a Tuesday. What you think we're doing? Yeah, that's Devin. But I'm here and Kyle's here as well. What's up, Herb? What, what, did, what did you need, brother? Hey, Herb. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't expect... If, if, Craig, if you guys doing a podcast, I don't know why Craig answered the phone. <laughs> oh, because we saw it was you. We always answer when it's you. <laughs> we love you, Herb. Aww. Well, you know, Devin, you know, you know I love you because you was giving us a microphone when Jake didn't allow us to have one. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about that. I heard about that. Yes. That was that was awesome, brother. That was awesome, and you still didn't even use the damn thing. Well, that's part of the that's part of the comedy, right? 
This is true. This is true. It was very, very funny. All right, Herb, I'm going to tell a story about you, so I'll call you back after. <laughs> All right. Okay. Take care, Herb. Bye. 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 So, Aww, Herb, Herb. Ota Jr., really quick. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, early in my career, Australia, he was there. Uh, first time meeting him. And, of course, I, I feel like he hates me, right? Because just that's all we... Wow, that's <laughs> 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 first, first time I heard, I was like, oh, man. He doesn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> and Craig is like, no, that's her. <laughs> and then halfway through the week, he, he comes up to me and says, like, oh, Craig, you like him? Uh, where? where? Uh, I'm going to play at the hospital. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it. And so I learned on the way to the hospital from the um, organizer that one of the things that she had to promise Herb for coming is to put some time, make some time for him to go play for people at the hospital. Mm. Awesome. And he said, you can't have any No publicizing. You can't, you know, we're going to go. And so I went with him, not knowing what was going on and, and just seeing him there and and playing music and inspiring one of the the little girls that came with us to start playing. And, Mm -hmm. and then we kind of just let her, and it, it was, incredible to see that it's almost like passing the baton and, and she was then performing for one of the first times that she's been performing and and everyone just had the biggest smiles and you can you can feel everything change in that room right mm-hmm. yeah. it was that moment where i realized and this is something that we see over and over with people like jake and and, and um, these other amazing artists we realize that we can do so much more than just perform we, yeah. we can do so many things with this tiny instrument and mm-hmm. so that luckily has, was so early in my career that that, that always stuck with me, you know. From, well, from... it shaped how you looked ahead, right? Mm-hmm. Like you weren't always thinking, me, 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 me. Like how mm-hmm. can I get ahead? Mm-hmm. It was what can what can we do? What can we do to help others? Mm-hmm. And that's always I with Craig, even so. When we lived on the mainland, one of the big things we had discussed before even having our son was starting a nonprofit. Craig was wanting us to be able to bring, because there's so much talent here, so much talent that never gets a chance to leave the island, Mm -hmm. either because maybe they don't want to, or they don't know how, or they don't realize the possibilities, right? And so he wanted us to- Or it's cold. Oh yeah, there's that. (laughs) Also, also- John's always cold, so he stays home. (laughs) But- We wanted to be able to give opportunities and be able to, you know, create tours. And then Craig, because of his multimedia background and just being a photographer, be able to uh, take folks on tour and then they would have amazing photos and amazing footage afterward that they would have a great EPK when everything was all said and done. And then they would be able to see what it's like to do because we would hold their hands during bookings and things like that. That way they learn how to do it themselves. Um, and so we had kind of this big idea to do something like that. Obviously, we didn't end up doing that. What we ended up doing instead was, because um, to us, that was like a long-term goal. Um, we ended up loaning out our car. We had two cars in San Diego. I don't know why, because we worked from home and didn't. we didn't even really need either of them. But anybody who came to tour Taimane, Kale Gamiao, they've borrowed our car and they would take it up the coast of California and do touring. We'd help if people needed connect contacts, we'll give you our contacts. We are, we're not, we don't hoard things. We're very, we had help. And so in order to make tours work for us, people hosted us, they fed us, they, Mm -hmm. they drove us around. Those are some of the funnest times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, yeah, yeah. Let's say 99% of the time, yes. It's okay. It's okay. Because John, John was telling a story about coming back, uh, touring in Korea, driving like eight hours in a car. And yeah. he was like, uh. No, no, no. What I'm saying is Best like. eight hours of my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was with Herb. So, you know. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. That's so, like, some of the funnest times I've had is um, not staying at the hotel. We stay at people's houses. Yes. Mm. And it's like, mm. we're like up up till three in the morning watching Braveheart. Yeah. yeah. You we're know, just Chinese or something. Yeah. yeah. We're freezing in Scotland. Oh. And they made this amazing curry. Oh God! I mean, the, that like, family just, yeah, is the it's, best. It's, it's, it's yeah. They made those me... moments make it yeah. so real. And, yeah, and yeah. again, like being able, again, you're not just performing. You're, you're, you're especially with the the teaching side. You're, you're really being part of their community. You're really you well, know. and touch, touching people's lives. Because the thing that I mean, the moment that happened to me at that ukulele club, right, where all of a sudden, um, you know, people. 
it, the like play this you you you'll you'll get happy and they were totally right because the ukulele <laughs> yeah, you cannot play you cannot yeah. be sad for ukulele. and like and they were totally right the the depression and stuff that I was in it took a while but I got out of it and the ukulele was a huge huge yeah. part of that and I'm not the only person that has that kind of story yeah. worldwide and going through and we make a point like I do my absolute best to like. I learn people's names. I try to talk to them about their stories because I want to know. And it's it mean it meant so much to me when people would remember who I was and take the time to connect. And so for yeah. us, when we would travel, when we would tour, and even still now, it's important to me to do that. Well, even with our events here, we've had mm. people join us uh, for Hawaii retreats as, mm-hmm. as a bucket list thing. You know, or, or join oh. us for the U-Cruise as their, their bucket, they, bucket they bring the whole family. And, and mm. they, we get to share those moments with them. And again, it's, it's more than just ukulele. Right. It, it yeah. really is so incredible. So again, part of mm-hmm. our mission, I feel like, since moving back home, is again to re-inspire people in Hawaii as well. So like, again, to realize how amazing this instrument really, really how is. Did, how did you guys connect with people and organize in different countries? Like, like, do you guys go? Oh, let's go to Germany. Now we gotta find somebody, so, or is there clubs so that you guys we keep in contact with? We are already connected there in the first place. So luckily, I see. Uh, working with um, people who brought us over for their festivals, then we would continue that conversation. And like the Mary Agnes, who's amazing in the UK, you know, we did so well at her festival. She ended up booking us like this crazy. Uh. 19 cities in 26 days. Yes. Oh. Yeah, it was amazing. It was, it was basically, you wake up, you get on a sounds train, like, sounds go like to a new city, to do, your, do a workshop and a show. Wake um, up, get on a train, oh go to God. another city. That sounds tiring. It was yes. exhausting. It was awesome. Was and it so before awesome. baby? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait a second. Ain't doing yeah. that with the baby. And, then, like, <laughs> and like Berlin, for example, we did the festival. and Yeah, that was the Berlin. Um, she said, Sabina was like, oh, you know, we, we would love mm-hmm. more instructional. Would you be interested in doing something like a retreat and that was and so she helped us with hosting that so she got everything secured and then we we did all of the content for it and then say in the uk our friend matt stead there Mm -hmm. he was like oh i have this space maybe we can host a retreat and so again he was able to have the venue and have the space and then we were the only teachers and we created the content for it for the four days are these festivals still going on some of them because a lot of them they got during covid right some of them went down still haven't opened back up yet or Mm. they're they're just waiting or i mean a couple couple waiting for you to and your three-year-old who probably can't play ukulele better than me or but that that is the kind of sad thing still yeah that we're not over COVID yet. I mean, no. there's still things that are being affected, yeah. things that are still... So, you know, we're hoping... John catches all of them, too. <laughs> Lucky you, right? But but, but the, that is the, the, the joy of internet, though, because now we can... Mm. There are some people who, for health reasons or, or financial mm. reasons, cannot travel. Mm. And yeah. so we, we that's why we host a free workshop every month online. We, but we also have these kind of virtual retreats that are paid for that we had like Jake oh, and Herb. Jake and Herb, uh, like we did two, two with two them. Two day event kind of thing. Wow. You show up on Zoom and we're all eating together, having snacks yeah. and, you know, and teaching. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, Zoom would have not happened. I know. No. Skype yeah. really lost out, man. Because like, <laughs> oh. they, they actually yeah. were, be- yeah. they're better quality than Zoom, yeah. but Zoom like yeah. took off and yeah. like people were like, what's Skype? Yeah. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes when I'm in my living room, I walk past that microphone that I use for the Zoom podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the mm. cool thing, though, is like, for example, we we never would have been able to do a retreat with Jake. Yeah. Right. And we've yeah. did two or three where it's like I think it was the first one was three full days of teaching with both him and Herb. And I think we we capped it at 40 people. Yeah. I think, and it was just, you know, all of us, and you had us all day. And wow. at the end of it, people said they really felt like they got to know us. Like we actually, well, he that also connected. inspired him you know, yes. to do the Nashville retreat that yeah. we all went to with him. Oh. I mean, that was right. super fun. Man. Like because he realized he didn't know that there was this thing out there with being able to teach. Because all he does, or at the time, all he had been doing was mostly performing and stuff. He didn't realize like there's this whole other area where you can connect with folks with yeah. teaching yeah and yeah. he had he had such a fun time even though it was just over zoom that he's like oh yeah 
why don't we actually like try him? And so Nashville mm-hmm. was really fun with him. He, <clears throat> yeah. he did an amazing job setting the tone for the whole event mm-hmm. where he was just like, you know, he started it off by just reminding people, be in the moment. Don't get too obsessed about, you know, understanding it right away. He's like, be in the moment, this moment only once. When you're in Nashville, do you tailor, I mean, just for example, mm-hmm. if you're in Nashville, do you tailor the type of music that you're teaching to, so, to, the, to the place that you're So what they did people? and what we try to do for our events too is that we send out a survey. Yeah. So what are the things you're most interested in learning about? And we read all these responses and we try to tailor oh, okay. yeah. our workshops depending on what they want to learn. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so if they wanted to learn ukulele in Nashville country music style, you guys would just kind of adapt to that? to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mind saying that that's not my strong suit, uh, but here mm-hmm. are what I would, would love to to do to get you to that point or you know okay well and honestly most when like when the folks when we ever we send out a survey it's more of a like okay out out of these subjects Mm. you know um chord melody right hand technique um warm-up exercises scale work etc here are the different things uh that we think most people would be interested in. What are your top three? And for our ukulele mm. retreat, the top three things actually are, number one is chord melody. Mm. And soloing. soloing. And then right hand technique. Okay. So picking. Chord melody, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Not a drummer, so I don't know what that is. So that's means. Playing, chord melody? playing chords and melody at the same time. Yeah, if we do get a time a chance to play a song, you know. We'll so instead of singing, oh, no, you're gonna get a chance. To play a song. <laughs> Come on, instead of, you can do one right now if you want. I mean, it's fine. So instead of playing, so like for example, instead of this is it's in tune enough. <laughs> instead of just doing that. Uh, okay. Right. So then you can go through and. It's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but uh, you can do the chords and the melody at the same time, like Herb, yeah. right? Or Jake. So, so yeah. I have a question. When you guys teach your first song to a beginner, the last question. is it the uh, last question? Yeah. Oh, okay. I had a question. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> but after that, will be the last question. <laughs> All right. When you teach a song to yeah. a beginner for the first time, mm. what song usually it, is it? It really depends. It really depends. My, when if you I, wanted to pick a song to teach him for the first time, what would it be? Now, are we talking about just strummy, strummy playing a song or chord melody first song? song? First song. First song. person walks in, they've never played ukulele before. Michael, guys, please. You know, I mean, You Are My Sunshine is always a good yeah. one. Because everybody, almost everyone, no matter where you live in the world, for some reason knows that song. <laughs> and so that's a really good one, um, I think. And it's only three chords. Mm. Um, or even just 12 bar blues is another, like mm-hmm. you can teach somebody mm-hmm. that's super easy and all yeah. of a sudden that like they know a bajillion songs. So that's true. Right. So yeah, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm learning 12 chord blues. Oh yeah. My question was, you know, when you guys were doing your uh, workshops and then the concert thing, mm-hmm. how does that work? Cause <laughs> the problem is. I've known Herb, and you know we've known Herb and Jake for like super long time, right? Mm-hmm. And so the idea that, <laughs> sorry, I've known them so long that the idea that these guys are like masters of their instrument, right? We know in my intrinsically in my head, logically, I know that they are some of the best players in the world ever, yes. right? People just sit there and go, "Oh my God!" Yes. Herb, what the ju- Sorry, Herb. I know it's going to make you really uncomfortable. But, you know, people say, holy shit, I'm learning ukulele yeah. from Herb Ota or I'm learning ukulele from Jake Shimabukuro, right? Yeah. Um, uh, that kind of blows my mind. But when you guys have to do your concerts and stuff, how did you put that together? Do you sit there and go? Because they teach classes and they do the, uh, you know, they do these workshops too. And so I sit there going, what do you mean you did a workshop? Like you sat there and uh, Herb's thing, right? Here, I'm going to play this thing. Okay, I'm going to walk outside. You learn that thing and then play them back for me, right? Yep. But then the concert afterwards, do the two of you say, okay, we're going to teach you guys these songs and then here's our concert where we do 45 minutes of... So we like to trick... Well, not trick people, but you know, we, we like to incorporate 
a lot of the things that we just taught and yeah. say, for yeah. this song, keep an eye on this. You're going to hear exactly yeah. what we just taught. Yeah. And it may be in a different way yeah. or a little bit more speed. Yeah. But we like right. to infuse that because, again, nothing is better than seeing what you're learning in real time. Okay. So, for example, one thing I love to do is I teach an intro to jazz class where we talk about the, the 251 progression, 1625, and variations of that. And then I say, okay, and I'm going to start, and I say, okay, we're going to play a song. I'm going to start my song. My intro to my song is a one six two five followed by a three six two five, and I say, but you know, we I taught it to you down here, but you're gonna see me utilize that and then move it here, and it's exactly what I taught. So then I will go through and play it, hmm. and it's always really neat because you hear the students kind of go, oh, because I think one of the joys of doing the workshops and then performing after is showing the students what they now know and now they're in the know mm -hmm. and it makes music more enjoyable mm -hmm. if you know yeah. what's going on yeah. yes you love like oh that melody is really pretty but if you can listen and hear that do do two five one six two five <laughs> well, if you can hear that while the tune's going or you're like oh i hear i hear the blues progression i hear when it starts over again I recognized mm -hmm. when 12 bars went by. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool, magical thing. Then you also realize, oh, I can keep track of the solos. I know when that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and it just, it's its a cool thing. It's a great tool to be able to give students that gives them a deeper appreciation of music. And so that's part of why we like doing that mix and why it's rare you'll see us only do a concert because for us, the educational part, yes, we like to perform, but the educational part is way more uh, magical and fun for us, mm -hmm. right? And so that's See, always been our goal. That focus. was a good last question. It <laughs> was a very good last question, Devin. Thank yeah. you. Oh, sorry, it took me so long to get to it. <laughs> no, no worries, no worries. Mm. We had a lot to cover. So, okay. Yes. So, so before we go, first, before we do that, yes, sir. we're going to ask our every, oh, every yeah, yeah, podcast yeah. question. Mm -hmm. And so while you're tuning up, maybe one can tune up and one can answer. <laughs> if you were guys who were stranded on a desert island mm -hmm. for the rest of eternity, mm. Together? Um, <laughs> Always, right? I, mean, it's kind of I guess so. I guess that's, that's fine. The, that's fine. I I guess that's sure. a theme. Well, about, okay, you're stranded, but you're stranded on separate parts of the island. Like you're stranded on that side, on the east Two side different huts. Okay. Okay. Just for now. Just for now. Okay, we'll okay. put your son in the middle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you had to, you could only bring three albums with you to listen to for the rest of eternity. Oh. What would those three albums be? So, um... Whoever wants to go first, other Dev, can you grab that tuner that's on the um, electrical plug there over there? God, I'm trying to think. That's a very difficult question, sir. Well, because <laughs> there's so many. We They're... didn't bring you here to make it easy. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Uh, to be honest, one of uh, I love Christmas music. Oh God, yes. So wow, yes, he does. It, it would probably be you know one of them would be you know Pure Heart 2.5. Oh. Which, by the way, thank you for that <laughs> perfect segue, Craig, because uh, everybody who's watching Pure Heart 2.5, the Christmas album is now available on Spotify yeah. and Apple Music. All right. Oh, I'm gonna nice. make the announcement it's tomorrow on my, on my uh, <laughs> yeah. And what about Pure Heart Three? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still waiting for, for Jake on that one. Yeah. Waiting for the Pure Heart EP. It's funny because like we had the best of up there on Spotify for a while, and after, like I think maybe about a month and a half ago, I was like, yeah, all these years we had the Christmas album. We should just throw it up on Spotify or something." Yeah. How were you able to do that? I just called the guy, emailed the guys, like, hey, "Is it okay if I put it up on Spotify?" And they're like, "Yeah." Really? Oh, oh, okay. That's awesome. And then like, so I did it, but I had the. The, oh, fi yeah, pure nice. yeah. the files, the album. files are wrong or something. So like, <laughs> I thought I had uploaded it all, and then oh. I was gonna make an announcement last week, and then I was like, oh my god, it's not up there. What, what is it? And then it's all errors and stuff. Oh no. Anyway, uh, yeah. but, so you, okay, so that's one album. album. Okay, so that's one album. One album Th for thank you, you, Craig. Yeah. Thank you for that. Oh, no, are you, yeah. you get three album, I get three, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. You each get three. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. Can you think of a second one? Oh, you want me go? Probably honestly. <laughs> so I think Cane Fire by uh, the Peter Moon Band, because mm -hmm, yeah. that's one. Part of it is so our one of our Cameron, our son's like favorite song in the album. world, is Epilimai. Mm. Oh. And like I yeah I had to learn it. It's my mom's favorite song. I had to like I had no choice. I had to learn it <laughs> because he wanted it sung to him at night. Like oh, that is a great album. Constantly. Mm -hmm. 
And the whole album's great. awesome. He also yeah, likes yeah. Uh, Mauna Loa too, that mm. one. Yeah, Mauna Loa's a good song. And uh, you know what's funny about AP Lee Mai? So, yeah. um, so it's kind of like a little story, but I, I remember like um, we, we did, Pure Heart had a version of that that we did. We never recorded it or anything, but we'd play it at gigs and stuff. Yeah. And I remember like playing, okay, we're going to do AP Lee Mai. We're at practice and stuff. And then I'm like, you know, Peter Moon is like the best ukulele player ever. And I'm like, uh, let, uh, let's see what Jake does with this solo, you know? <laughs> he did a solo. I was like, damn, that was pretty good. <laughs> 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 so I was like, I, yeah. yeah. This, guy's, this guy's legit. <laughs> okay. All right. That's when you realized Jake was legit. Yeah. I was yeah, like, like, I was like oh, man. Wow. He passes. Yeah. I was he like, passes. Jeez. So yeah, that was pretty good too. Cane Fire, <laughs> that would be one. Because I, yeah. What, was it Valley Style? Uh, no, uh, Valley Boys. Oh, Valley, uh, Valley Style. Yeah. Valley Style. No, the Calcutta Boys. Yeah. Because um, again, that was. Oh, I thought you were one right. of the biggest <laughs> albums that inspired so many of us to pick up yeah. the ukulele. I mean, yeah. Uh, There's a. I'm trying to remember the name of this album. There's a. There's an album I have that I love. It's Count Basie and Ella Fitzgerald. Live at oh. like mm. like the Cote the Cote d'Azur or something like that, but it's an LP I have. It's like I could list, I could be stuck on an island with that, mm-hmm. and I'd be okay with that. <laughs> and then a third one. The third one's always the you hardest. know. I like I I love Ben Folds. Oh, oh yeah. Um, and I think. Trying to, re- I see the album, I see the cover. I like Ben Folds Five also, but Ben Folds' work on his own, I really love. And there's one particular album that has the song Jesus Land on it, and the cover is him with, uh, I don't know if it's water or alcohol, but it's him with a glass sitting at a piano. But that particular album, whatever it is, it's like I could listen to that one hmm. for eternity. The it's first Ekolu album. Mm. Oh. Um, for some reason, mm. that was the only CD I had in the car when I drove from mm. Eugene to LA. Oh, that's a long but time. But it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it was just it's a good album. I mean, yeah. oh, the harmonies and everything is just yeah. so mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What's oh, so, that? Uh, so, oh, a Kolu first album, not Valley Boys. Right. Right. The, yeah. Yes. Because you, you said oh, there's a different Valley style. Was it Valley, Valley style? Is it called? Oh, Valley style is yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I so, mentioned but, Valley Boys because I thought you were referring to that mm, album. The, in the morning, I. I thought you were talking oh, about that one. That was a good album. Too. Good album it is a good yeah. album. We, we started trying to play around. We made songs, Herb yeah. play that yes. song. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. It was us. Did Herb sing it too? Yeah. You know what? No. Wow. Actually, he's been singing with us. Really? Yeah. So we did well, so our very <laughs> so <laughs> our very very first backyard concert that we ever did was a fundraiser when we had Herb do it with us, and Herb sat in on our set, and we did can't help falling in love mm-hmm. and he did three part harmony with us what it's so good yeah, he can get harmonize. it back on the phone i know right <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should sing bro what's going what on sandbagger <laughs> yeah but and it was just it, it came out of nowhere he had he had we he had a mic we always give him a mic yeah, yeah. you know but and just out of nowhere he just started adding it in right because oh. he's one of those guys that can just listen and be like oh this is where i fit yeah and it was like oh Wow, it was it was yeah, it was really neat. So well, multi-talented. Is that dude, album yeah. a perfect match? Elephant Show and Kong Basie? Yes, that's okay. the one. All it's right. such a good I'm album. Adding it today. It's so nice. good. Okay, so we will leave here with a song from you folks, but before then let's uh talk about the instruments real quick. So yes. what what, oh, what yeah. are you playing and what are they made out of and all that stuff? This is made out of wood. <laughs> now these are a custom kanale uh uh it's beautiful ukulele. thanks um w- w- our original customs yes were like the foundation of a lot of new stuff that they've been doing like it was the first time they ever had a sound port, a sound port and they made mm. ours really fancy this uh, even in the original custom um hibiscus. this whole thing is new but they uh they Can experimented yeah what, what is that i noticed that i was like yeah it's, it's like it's like how deep that that goes it's, well, it's just yeah. super it's comfortable. easy to hold yeah. is it more it is more comfortable it is and yeah. you don't get that like line in your arm <laughs> and it's the first time they did this cutaway thing here I mean, so they did a lot of cool things um, well, our original customs were a wedding gift. Yeah. They presented the, them to us at our wedding. Oh, it was really cool. Oh my cool. god, our whole wedding, our was, wedding like was presented by ukulele. It was like <laughs> people... Brought to you by the ukulele. I mean, we, so we had like side order band. It was at Kalei's house. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, Benny and Byron showed up and played. Um, Herb came to play a song. He did. Uh, uh, yeah, I, Craig and I were like, amazing. we should have sold tickets. It was, and it was, it was one of those things where I was like, yeah. I want, I want to do this party again. Mm-hmm. It was our wedding was the most fun party I have ever been to such great music with side order band Del Beasley was the MC my dad was like who is my dad of course you know mainland person right who's like who is this guy I love him I'm like yep you know and it just it was it was the best day and it lasted like the wedding was 15 minutes tops but the party after was like from 10:30 until like nine at night. It was just wow. constant, and it was so beautiful up in Haleiwa. We were so lucky, so lucky. Awesome. But that was the originals, and then these right, are so, newer customs. Uh, Torrified cedar top, rosewood back and sides. Nice. Um, they realized they're not supposed to bend torrified cedar, so oh. um, <laughs> so we have another newer custom that I didn't bring. But well, what happened? Oh, is it, it, is it lifting or something? Torrified, it, it's just it, it's more prone to, to cracking, crack. So because oh. so of the crazy bend, bend. Yeah. so they're like, we'll make you another one just in case. So yeah. we have that one at home. Oh. Yes. Um, and this is oh my gosh, so spruce top, mm-hmm. but the walnut on this body is from a family that lives in California that we've stayed at, and yeah. long before we even met them. They traded woods with Joe Souza, and yeah. we re- like we realized the connection. And so the, yeah. Joe was like, for this this sound of this instrument, yeah. I have this amazing walnut that will sound good. And it happened to be our friends, our friends from walnut. their walnut oh, that's grove. Awesome, crazy, yeah. yeah. A lot of roots yeah. in that ukulele. Thing, and so and one yeah. of these yeah. is tuned to a baritone. Right, right? So this is Haiji, your typical my dog has fleas. This one is tuned to. Uh, so it's deeper, a high D. Deeper fleas. Bigger um, fleas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but baritone tuning, but made for a tenor scale, because yeah. when we trade instruments on stage, um, we don't want to have to like feel a different uh, scale. scale. Oh. It takes me a song, like if I switch from like concert to tenor, sometimes it takes me a song to like readjust. Now the sound hole on the top of that, which is, you guys got a hibiscus, but that's for more you can hear yourself play, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Yep. So not everything just goes bump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's hear some of some of that then. Yeah, because you're not going to play that tight. I kind of want to see what they. Do. They're so good together. Yeah, you can call Herbert. Yeah. You can do um. <laughs> see if he can fit his uh, his plane. Because yeah. 2015, we ran out of time. We had um, our friends Kalei and Audrey and Guerrero come and join us, but we ran out of time to do any of the standards. So we want to do one standard for you guys. Just uh, Do you want to yeah. just split the solo? Up to you. Whatever. I want two, three, four. One, two. worries on the doorstep just direct your feet to the sunny side of the street can't you hear the pits of that and a happy tune is your step light as on the sunny side of the street I used to walk in the shade with my boots on parade but I'm not afraid was crossed over if I never ever have a cent. I'd be rich as Rockefeller, gold dust at my feet on the sunny side of the street. Just direct your feet 
to the sunny side of the street Can't you hear the bitter And a happy too is your step Life is just against us We on the sunny side of the street I used to walk in the shade With my blues on parade But I'm not afraid this rover has crossed over If I never ever have a cent I'd be rich as Rockefeller Gold dust at my feet On the sunny side The sunny side On the sunny side of the street So for those of you watching, if you want to find Sarah and Craig, where, where, where can they go? We'll put it, we'll put it in the, in the link yeah, as well. Craig and Sarah. So, Craig and Sarah. 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 Super easy. Amazing. Great, Even great. if you do SarahandCraig.com, by the way, redirects you right there. All right. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming, guys. No, this yeah, is yeah, wonderful. Thank you for all that you guys do. I really mean it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for helping inspire us. Uh, we, we appreciate it. <laughs> okay, so we'll see everybody next week. Aloha. Take care.